Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Well, the Apostle John wrote, They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. To paraphrase, if they left the faith, it was because they were never really in the faith. Welcome once again to Study Verse by Verse, a daily visit from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno with the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely. And he's taking us through the Word of God, verse by verse, specifically the book of John. And we're still in the sixth chapter, and he'll pick up right around the 60th verse in just a moment. I'm Mike Trout, so glad you've joined us as we continue through the week and this study. If you'd like to uh, check in to more details about Church of the Highlands and all their activities at this time of year, you can find them on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Now, when we last got together, we were studying the contents of Jesus' sermon, and then today we want to study the reactions of two groups of people that are both identified as disciples in verse 60. Now, when we hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, people generally respond in one of three ways. They either first reject the gospel outright, such as some of these were the scribes and Pharisees, who rejected Jesus by constantly opposing him and scorning him. And they deliberately chose to dismiss the overwhelming evidence that he was who he claimed to be. In fact, they refused to attribute what he did to God. In Matthew 12, 24, after they'd seen, seen Jesus' miracles, they said, but when the Pharisees heard this, they said, this man casts out demons only by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. They refused to acknowledge that Jesus was from God. And then there are others who appear to be attracted to Jesus Christ, but their interest is shallow and self-seeking. When they discover that following Jesus requires taking up a cross and denying oneself of comfort and convenience, they drift away. Although they appeared to be believers for a period of time, The test of time proved that their salvation was never real. It was never genuine. They might have looked like believers, but they were deceiving. And in many cases, self-deceived. The Apostle Paul wrote to his student and son in the faith, Timothy, concerning someone named Demas. He said, For Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Now, the passage implies that Demas was a leader in the church, a church leader, that he was helping the Apostle Paul in the role of leadership for a while. He looked like a believer. He sounded like a believer. He even looked like a believer who had the interest and potential for church leadership. But the attractions of this world drew him away from his faith and testimony. The Scriptures tell us that even church leaders can be deceived and self-deceived into believing that they are saved when they are not. 
Jesus said, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Now here Jesus is talking about people who were self-described as being exceptional church leaders, people who prophesied and cast out demons and performed miracles in Jesus' name. And yet on judgment day, Jesus said they would not enter the kingdom of heaven. They were not saved. They thought they were saved, but they were not saved. That then triggers a question that we as pastors are oftentimes asked. You may have asked this question. Uh, Can a person lose their salvation? Uh, You may have asked that question or somebody might come to you and ask you that question. If somebody came to you and asked you that question, how would you answer them? Well, let me suggest to you that one way to answer them is to point them to chapter 6 in the Gospel of John, verse 39. Listen to the words of Jesus. Jesus said, And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me, but that I should raise them up at the last day. For it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. I will raise them up at the last day. Now, Jesus does the Father's will, and it's the Father's will to not even lose one. Jesus says, everyone who believes in him will have eternal life and will be raised up again in the last day. And the implication here is not raised up for judgment and condemnation, but to live eternally with God in his presence in a place we refer to as heaven, the place that God is preparing for us. Now, that then begs another question. How do we explain people who look like believers but then walk away from it? Well, the Apostle John, in another one of his epistles, 1 John, wrote, They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. To paraphrase, if they left the faith, it was because they were never really in the faith. Wayne Grudem, in his excellent commentary on systematic theology, wrote concerning salvation and security. He wrote, Those who are truly born again will be kept by God's power and will persevere as Christians until the end of their lives. And that only those who persevere until the end have been truly born again. Now, the definition has two parts to it. It indicates first that there is assurance to those who are truly born again. For it reminds them that God's power will keep them as Christians until they die. And they will surely live with Christ in heaven forever. On the other hand, the second half of the definition makes it clear that continuing in the Christian life is one of the evidences that a person is truly born again. 
And it's important to keep this aspect of the doctrine in mind as well, lest false assurance be given to people who were never really believers in the first place. Jesus' sermon here in chapter 6 on the bread of life, along with the response of the crowd, was the thematic, thematic climax to the Lord's Galilean ministry. The crowd's response that day was not only typical of the people of that time and place, but also all people who were confronted with the truth. Those who had outright rejected Jesus were already departed. We read about them in the previous chapter, chapter 5. So the people who were with Jesus this day were those who claimed to be his disciples. But some of them possessed genuine faith and others did not. Verses 60 through 71 describe the reactions of these two groups, the false disciples and the true disciples, in their response to the sermon on the bread of life. Let's begin our study today at verse 60. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? Now here it references both groups with the word disciples. The word disciples, methetes, does not... It refers to someone who attaches themselves to a teacher as a, a student or a learner, but it does not imply the learner's devotion or sincerity. And the word for hard is scleros, and it doesn't mean hard to understand. It means hard to accept. Not hard to understand, but hard to accept. Now, the real difficulty of coming to Christianity is twofold. It demands an act of surrender to Christ, where he is the final authority. And it also demands us endeavoring to live to a standard, a high standard of, of morality in our lives. And, and to this day, a man that refuses Christ often does so not because he's puzzled intellectually, but because he is challenged in his lifestyle choices. Verse 61. But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, Do you take offense at this? Now, the word offense translates a form of the verb scandalizo, which can mean either to take offense or to give up believing, and both meanings are obviously appropriate here. The disciples that day, some of those disciples took offense at what Jesus had been teaching in his sermon, and as a result, they abandoned their superficial faith in him. Verse 62, then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? Now, do you remember that in the sermon, Jesus announced that he was from heaven? And one of the things that the crowd says, wait a minute, he's not from heaven. He's from Nazareth. We know where he comes from. We know his dad and his mom. We know about Joseph and Mary. And, and so he doesn't come from heaven. And so the implication of this challenge of Jesus was... If you were to see me going back up to heaven, you were ascending to heaven, would, the, would that convince you that I came from heaven? Verse 63, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. 
You know, for people who are fascinated by and focused upon this world and material things, they cannot understand the things that are not seen, the things that are spiritual, and the things that are eternal. They are limited to what they can sense through their five senses. It is the Spirit of God who has to reveal spiritual truths and values to us. It is the Spirit of God who instructs us and teaches us concerning spiritual things. Do you struggle in this area, trying to explain what you don't know or don't understand by what you do understand? It just doesn't work in the Christian life, does it? We're going to hear more about all of this as Pastor Leighton Sheely takes us deeper into the book of John. You're on study verse by verse. I'm Mike Trout. Our teacher is the lead pastor, the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Details about their service times and directions to the campus are on that website. I encourage you to check that out if you're looking for a church home. And more information about this particular ministry can be found at studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. Join us tomorrow at the same time when we'll continue. And uh, Pastor Layton will open the Word of God and help us study verse by verse.